Well, that was a ride winner. I had to apologise to Bean so many times throughout the game. I'm not yelling at you. I'm not yelling at a random person in the house. You're still a good boy. I'm yelling at the TV. <laughs> the pets of New Zealand. It must. It's like Guy Fawkes. Ted at one point was like, I'm getting ready to stand up. <laughs> when, when it looked like we couldn't get a goal, he, he, he sat up and got ready. Oh, Gutting. Oh, of course, we're going to talk a lot of football uh, just a bit later. So why don't you get things, just get things started? Let's get it cracking, shall we? Kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. We're all over the footy ferns, heartbreaking loss. Don't you worry, we've got what you need, because this has seen their World Cup dreams come to an end. Do you really know what's in some of the supplements you might take to boost your workouts? We can almost guarantee you don't. And new research on just how much big boozy nights out could be costing businesses. We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. So near and yet so far. The football ferns are out of the World Cup after a bruising draw with Switzerland in Dunedin last night. And with Norway crushing the Philippines 6-0, the footy ferns needed a win to keep their dreams alive, but just could not break down a stoic Swiss defence. We did come agonisingly close, though, hitting the woodwork in the first half. And there was also a strong shout for a penalty, which bemusingly, to me, was not awarded. But ultimately, we did lack the cutting edge to pull us through in the end. Newsable's faithful World Cup correspondent, Christina Eddy, was covering the match for Sky, and she joins us now. Ah, Christina. Oh, it's just not the result we were after. So, I mean, you know, 26,000 fans. I've just in Dunedin packed out the stadium to watch the football fans. They didn't even actually get a goal, which was a shame as well, because, I mean, the other two games have been at when those goals go in the net. It's something else and it's something special to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, not enough of the football fans tonight. And you have to say, you know, looking at their faces at the end, they looked dejected. Um, the one goal was ticked, you know, to win, but obviously not to make it into the knockout stages. And it's a real shame for this tournament, considering New Zealand has right, got it right behind it. Should we start with the positives? We pushed the Swiss right to the end, didn't we? It certainly wasn't one-way traffic. No, that's right. And I mean, it, we did look very uh, like we did against Norway. I think um, Anna Green in our studio described it as Norway-esque, in fact, and I, <laughs> I like that. You know, I think we definitely showed more glimpses of what we were like when we came out in that opening match, you know, being more calm, composed, had a bit more of a plan, um, stuck to it. We had chances too, but they just, they just didn't come off a bit like, you know, in the Philippines match. Um, and that's, that's football at the end of the day, and that's a World Cup, and, and these events are brutal, and it is who turns up on the on the occasion on the night. And you have to say, you know, the football fans turned up knowing they had to win this match, and, you know, Switzerland knew that they probably just had to get had to draw. Um, one, one thing that was interesting, talking to the football fans after the match, is they didn't know that Norway result at halftime, mm. which I thought was interesting, you know. Um, that was a, a big call, uh, obviously, from, from them and the coach, and to not know, but they came out tonight knowing that they had to win it regardless, and that was the goal they set themselves, and yeah, it just wasn't quite enough. Christina, what were you thinking when that shot hit the post? Because I personally lost my tiny mind and screamed and scared my cat half to death, and she panicked and fled, and I haven't seen her since. Oh, someone go find your cat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it was a very similar reaction in in the crowd as well, you know. It was one of those moments where you sort of, especially when you're in the stadium and you don't have, you know, the close-ups and the right camera angles in front of you, so to speak, you kind of go, well, what just happened there? I actually thought it hit the crossbar rather than the, um, the post, but 
I mean, still, you know, you watch that replay and you go, oh, just agonising. It would have been such a big goal and absolutely what we needed. Um, you know, one of the football friends too is if they had scored that, could have been a totally different game, you know, just the confidence that they needed. Um, but, yeah, that's football. And football, as we've seen so far at this World Cup, you know, you look at the Philippines and they only had one shot on target in that first half in that game we played against them and they got mm-hmm. it. Um, and we've had, you know, countless chances um, on target and it just hasn't pulled off for us. And, but, you know, you can't deny how much of a fight they've put up this World Cup. And I have to say that I feel like they probably have inspired a lot of young girls and boys. And that's exactly what their ultimate goal was. What was up with the handball in the first half? Do we know? Yeah, no, I don't. That seemed like a massive missed opportunity. And they were, they were yelling at them too. And then when they stopped, we thought that that's what they were chipping and they weren't. Um, and, yeah, I mean, to be fair, the VAI actually just wasn't on our side for much of that first half. There were so many things that they really should have intervened and helped us out with and, you know, pulled them up on, um, and they didn't. And, but that's the nature of sport, you know, and, and something like football, you just you have to be able to take your chances and you have to be able to get it at the back of the net, and we, we didn't. So you can sit there and you can watch all those replays all you want, and Philippines is the exact same, you know, that match we had so many chances and so many, oh, well, we should have had that. You know, we did it, and it's unfortunate because, you know, there are veterans in this team that have been waiting four or five times mm. to be able to achieve this and go into the knockout stages and there's another World Cup where they haven't been able to do it. But it's promising signs for New Zealand. You know, seven debutants were out and they performed up to standard. They stepped up. And I think, yeah, there's promising signs for the football fans to come. Christina Eddie, thank you so much for your time. And don't forget, you can still watch all the rest of the tournament, all the other games live on Sky or stream on Sky Sport Now. And Stuff has a dedicated tournament hub online where we'll be live streaming games and there's all the on and off field action and drama there as well. If you're one of those people who needs firing up before a workout and a good old shot of coffee just doesn't even touch the sides, we have a warning for you if you're hitting the supplement bottle. That's coming right up. But if you're enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and follow on your favourite podcast platform. It'll really help other people find us. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Imogen, establishing as we have that you are a swole fitness bunny who um, <laughs> currently not sometimes works out so hard that they do their back in. Um, <laughs> do, do, do you do you ever read the back of those like protein sports recovery bar things and think like, what are all these ingredients? For that precise reason, I don't read the back. Of, you get scared. Of you are scared. Yeah, them, I just you? assume that no. this is something that I need and I will consume it. Exactly. No, I, I'm not eating anything with more than six syllables in the name. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. Even worse than, of course, not knowing what they all are, but you're also assuming they're all in there to do some good. But some research has found that sports supplements may not have all the ingredients that they actually say that they do in those bars. You're telling me that my muscles aren't growing day by day. The uh, the researchers analysed the contents of 57 supplements that they bought online, and 40% of these products did not contain 
a detectable amount of the ingredient listed, which is a lot. That is so much. Yeah. The research was done by Cambridge Health Alliance in Boston, and uh, one of the report's authors, Peter Cohen, is with us now. Kia ora, Peter. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So is this of health significance, or is it more of a consumer rip-off kind of, kind of conclusion that you've come to here? Well, I, I think we have both things going on here simultaneously. So part of it is that when we found nothing that we were looking for, like what was listed on the label. 40% of products didn't contain any of the listed ingredient. That's clearly a, a problem of fraud, consumer problems. But there were other findings that are more concerning for health. Which, what were those? So what we found was that it was just about as likely for us to find the exactly correct ingredient, the correct dose, as it was to find FDA-prohibited stimulant or other drug hiding in these supplements. Oh, my God. I'm laughing because this is horrific. Yeah, it's really terrible. Are these brands that people are consuming regularly and, uh, like, the more popular choice? So how we designed our study was we were looking at ingredients that are being promoted are beginning to be promoted as, like, the new plant-based solution to your workouts. So, like, this ingredient in a plant can help you gain muscle. This ingredient in the plant can help you get more fired up before your workouts. That was really what we were um, focusing on. So just to clarify, Peter, you're saying that you found ingredients that are banned by the Food and Drug Administration in these bars when the bars are, are not actually advertising that these ingredients are in there. So, so an athlete could get disqualified from competition for having some of these ingredients in their systems. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I just want to clarify that we weren't analyzing bars. So these are pills and powders that are being sold uh, for workout purposes. So you take something either after workout to help you build muscles, you take these pills or powders before workout to help you increase your workout. And absolutely, for, for the um, 12% of products that contain the FDA-prohibited um, ingredients, they're also all prohibited by WADA, the international uh, doping experts, so if you're an athlete who's being regularly tested and you take some of these products, you could absolutely test positive for a doping substance and be banned from your, from your competition. There's some slightly scary sounding ingredients uh, frequently listed in supplements and bits and bobs, like R-vomitoria, methylliberine, turkestrone, helix, I can't even pronounce them, octopamine. What do these things do? Right. So that's a great question. And that's another unknown. So now you're pointing out the third uh, third major problem we're seeing here. So problem number one is uh, uh, many of the products did not contain any of the botanicals listed on the label. Problem number two, products contained FDA-prohibited stimulants. Now you're getting at a key point. Problem number three is that even the ones that contain precisely those ingredients you were mentioning that's listed on the label, we actually don't know what they do. And this points to another issue and more of the FDA not regulating this space in that there is no need to test these ingredients on any humans prior to introducing them in dietary supplements. So in the case of these five ingredients that are hard to pronounce, they are all either plant extracts or ingredients found in plants. So manufacturers can put them at any dose they choose to in dietary supplements here in the States. It's a really, really interesting issue, this one. Um, 
you know, what we're putting into our bodies and, and the names of those products. So um, we really appreciate your work into this. Peter Cohen, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having it. Hey, we're still going to talk about what seems like obvious research about how much you drink and how many days off sick you take. But in the great tradition of Suzanne Paul. But wait, there's more. Stick around to find out why it's more than just hungover sickies. Remember, if you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Insta or TikTok. Just search up Newsable NZ. And we have an email address as well, newsable at stuff.co.nz. So uh, some kept an obvious research for us today, Imogen. A favourite? Yeah. Australians who drink heavily tend to take more time off work sick, according to Australian and Swedish researchers. Oh. Does that surprise you? Not at all. Uh, Not at all. Are you willing to go out on a limb and admit to the people that you have called in sick because you were hungover at any stage in your career? No, but I have well, I have worked severely hungover. Yeah. And I'll battle it. What about you? Let me ask you this. Well, in answer to your question, uh, yes, I have battled three hangovers before. I have called in sick once or twice as a consequence of overindulgence the night before. Not in a long time, though, I've got to say. Mm. Let me ask you this, though. When was there like a year or a moment in your life where hangovers um, went from being like a mild inconvenience to a totally debilitating condition? I couldn't put a finger, I couldn't tell you what year it is, but I remember the switch happening. Yeah, it happens, eh? For me, I think it was it was around about 23 for me, 23 or 24. There was also a time uh, recently where Rosé just turned on me. Right. Just Rosé became your nemesis. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I woke up the next morning and I was like, why do I feel so terrible? And I was like, I drank Rosé for the first time in a while. Turns out that Rosé's just decided to be a little bitch. And, and every now and then, <laughs> every now and then you go back to Rosé and you're like, maybe it'll be different this time. No, and- no. I was like one and done because I've reached that point of hangovers mean so much more than they used to. Right, so right. So once I clocked that it was the Rosé, I'm like, well, there we go. That's the end of that relationship terminated i'm kind of like that with captain morgan's spiced rum where like i have a bad experience with the captain and then i go back a couple of months later and i'm like maybe it'll be different this time and once more the captain has his way with me i think that's called stockholm syndrome it might be going back to this research though thank you yes good idea Uh, the reason that these uh scientists researchers carried it out is because this mind this is in 2017 but it was an estimated um, four billion Aussie dollars was lost due to productivity being so low in 2017, and 90 percent of that four billion was to do with uh, people not going to work or calling in sick, absenteeism. So it's an issue. It is a problem. People not showing up to work. Uh, but also interestingly, not only were those who were drinking more heavily calling in sick they were also more likely to be affected by other health conditions. Yeah, the sort of long-term erosion of your health through heavy drinking over time as well as like the acute thing mm. of being hungover and not being able to turn mm. up to work, which is interesting. I mean, It's untidy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit tragic if you're calling in hungover yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. You're an adult. If it's a school night, come on. Yeah. Don't be silly. Organise the week. Don't be silly. Words of wisdom there from Newsable. <laughs> don't, be don't, be, don't be silly. Don't be silly. If it's a school night. Don't be silly. <laughs> don't be silly. Go to, go to bed. Makes sense. 
and we'll we'll leave you on that to to start off the week. Maybe those yeah. pearls of wisdom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Newport. I'm Emil Donovan, and I'm Imogen Wells. Was this episode of Newsable usable? Then back NZ News by making a financial contribution at stuff.co.nz/support.